time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Bauckham, and this is the Thrivology Podcast. And if you hear something in the background, that's because we are on location. You've gone with me for a run. It is the last week of December. In fact, it's Monday coming up on New Year's Day as I record this, New Year's Eve coming up, which means that we're on a transition time, right? And so I decided it was time to go out for one last trail run before the weather turns uglier. It's a, it's a cold day. I turned to my wife and I said, after I, I walked my dogs, came back, I said, hey, I'm going to go for a trail run. And she said, is it that nice outside? And I said, no, but that's the point, right? I mean, a trail run, any trail run, to me, it's, it's a good day. And so while it's chilly out and I'm at my favorite location, I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and record a podcast because this is kind of what life has been like this year, you know, making the best of the situation we're in, making the best of where we are, where we find ourselves. And as we're coming into 2021, as we're about to round that new year, it seemed to me that it's a good time to reflect back and And think about how are we going to make that turn of the calendar? How are we going to make a transition? How are we going to renew ourselves into the new year? A lot of times when I talk about Thrivology, I say that thriving is not like when things are easy. But you thrive not because of how life is, but by taking on life, of taking on the challenges. Which means that we've had ample opportunity in this last year to figure out what thriving is about. We start on this base level of just being alive, right? I mean, that is just the kind of a nature uh, here. You're hearing me. I'm here. So we are alive. And a lot of times we feel like we're at that place to survive where we're just going to make it by. And what I noticed this past year is a lot of people were like, I'm just surviving, right? I'm making and we have gone through a tough year. So don't hear me say we can still thrive as a dismissing the hard times, but I don't believe that we as people, as, as humans, are built on survive. If you look at our history, we have been moving forward and finding new places to live, new places to exist, new ways to live, our entire existence. And either for good or ill, we make do and we make it through. So in our DNA is this place to thrive, not just to survive, not just to hunker down, but to thrive. Now, what does that mean about this last year? Well, you know, as I've said many times, I kind of feel like I'm in bonus time anyway in life. When I was sick and the doctors told me I was going to be disabled and at some point what I had would eventually kill me, that was back in mid-2000s, mid-2000s, so what is that, 15, 16, 17 years ago, I remember going through that period. It was a very dark time for me, and I didn't think I was going to make it past that, and I was sitting there going, wow, I'm in my 30s, and now I am in my 50s, and, but I was in my late 30s at that point, and I thought, wow, what, what now, right? I mean, and, and what I realized is even then, my task was to make the best of where I was. So part of what I've done to look out each new year is to ask the question, where do I want to be next year? If you remember Winston Churchill, uh, he had a great quote because, you know, he was worried about how he would be remembered. 
And so what he said was, history will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. And I started thinking about how, you know, what he was talking about was after the fact, after all that he went through after World War II, after, you know, his decisions, good and bad, if he was writing the history, he got to interpret how things went, how he got looked at. And I started thinking, how does that apply to each one of us, not in the grander scheme of the world history, but my life, my story going forward? And so part of what I've realized is we've got to be careful where we anchor to. Are we going to anchor to where we've been in the past? Or are we going to anchor towards where we're going to go to? The, the time will turn, right? The year is going to change. And I believe that 2021 is going to be a very different year. By the time we get to one year from today, I think we'll be at a very different place in society. I certainly hope so. I think there are lots of things that point to that fact that we will no longer be in the pandemic that we're in now. We'll be in a post-pandemic trying to figure out what that's like. And lots of things will have changed. I mean, we have accelerated some technologies in ways that a year ago would have not been foreseen. And, and so part of what I'm meaning is where do we want to be one year from today? Not where do we want to be on January 1st. Here's one of the things that's very interesting to me about where we are. You know, I'm hearing all these people who, who basically are kind of like, okay, we've got the vaccine, no need to worry anymore. Or people who are like, oh, we never should have worried anyway. And if we look around at the devastation that's happened to lives lost, to businesses lost, to, to the devastation all around us, it has been a trying year. We can't change that. The question is, how do we move forward with that? How do we... How do we make the lessons last in this? What are the lessons we've learned? Well, one of the big ones is relationships matter. You know, I don't hear anybody saying, you know, what I really miss is some object. But what they talk about is what I really miss is my friends. What I really miss is being able to go out and have, you know, an experience, go to a movie. I really miss being able to go to the theater, see my family, hug my family, hug my friends, that's, that's where we are. A year from now, I don't think we'll be at that place. But we don't want to forget how important those relationships are. Because part of the, the, the story of 2020 is division. Of how we have set against each other for both sides believing they are on the right side of things. Whatever the sides we're talking about in many different areas. But people think they're doing the right thing. And they've allowed the issues to get in the way of the relationships, which I find to be tragic. We as humans are much more alike than we are different. And so one of the stories I hope we take into 2021 is that we as humans are in this together. There is no other bigger lesson than this pandemic than we are all connected We are no longer able to say, oh, I'm in this small group of people separate from other people. That doesn't exist anymore. The tribal mentality that we seem to have uh, embraced in the last little bit is false. We are all so interconnected that a little virus can jump from country to country, from person to person, unseen, and cause devastation. But you know what is there? The fact that we are all connected and in this together. Not, not equally necessarily, but in it together. 
And in that, we can remind ourselves of that fact going forward. How do we embrace connection? How do we embrace relationships? The other thing that I've taken with me is the fact that change happens looking forward. You know, Winston Churchill's quote, what if we write the story we want to see better as the year goes on? Where do we want to be? Many people talk about their New Year's resolutions, and the fact is that most resolutions fall away very early, if, if not within the first couple of weeks of January. A few hang on, and some of those are life-changing, but we got to take them a little at a time. My family and I now, for over a decade, have chosen a word. Each person chooses a word, which we will reveal to each other on New Year's Eve. I'm not going to tell you what mine is, because my family doesn't know what it is. But that one word is kind of our guiding principle for the year. And so my one word guides me in multiple areas of my life, which means that every day, when at the top of my calendar, when I open up my daily calendar, and, and thank goodness for a daily calendar because I live by it. You know, my wife will say, what do you have today? And I'll have to say, well, let me, let me open my calendar and tell you because I, don't, I try not to think about the day coming forward until it's time to do it. But when each day I open my calendar and there's the word, I go, okay, how does that matter today? You know, what is that form in my day? Because it's a guiding principle for me for this year, a lot of times, as I look back on the year, I go, wow, that really came together in interesting ways when I look back on the story. And so as we move forward this year, we turn the page. Part of what we want to look at is where do we want to be in a year and what would that look like? Now, if you're familiar with my story, I've already told you part of it. I got sick back in early 2000, 2000s, uh, it was about 2003 when I got sick. Right after that, I realized that I was not in shape. Now, if you were to look at me now, you go, oh, well, that's why you made it through because you're in pretty good shape and I'm in pretty good shape. But I wasn't then. I actually got very lucky. That's why I got better. I got lucky that the doctors were right on the diagnosis. They missed up on the prognosis a bit, but they were exactly right on what I did have. It just didn't play out the way they had expected. But after it was over... I made some changes in my life, and what I realized is one of the most important principles in change is finding what is your, your linchpin habit. What will swing the door for other things to happen good? So what happened for me was I uh, realized that I was in bad shape. I was not eating well, was not sleeping well, was not de-stressing well, was not exercising at all, and from there... You know, I just kind of went, oh, well, you know, that's just the way life is at this point in my life. And then my wife gave me a coupon to go to scuba diving class, something I'd always wanted to do and put off. And she finally said, you can't keep putting it off because you don't know what's going to happen. And so I went to class even before I'd fully recovered. I started class. And I remember that first class when I was swimming laps for the instructor to watch. I thought I was being tested on whether I could, you know, even be in the class. In reality, he was just trying to figure out who he needed to be careful with, who, who they needed to watch for. But I swam the laps. And, and one of the things that is true, good and bad for me, is I'm a very stubborn person. So I didn't stop even though I was exhausted. I finished up the laps that were assigned to me. And I crawled out and I looked up at the instructor out of breath and I said, I get it. I need to be in better shape. He smiled at me. I don't think that was at all what he meant. But the next day I started exercising. I started a little exercise program. 
Well, that little exercise program was designed to make me okay in scuba class. Not to be great, but to be okay in scuba class. What happened because of that is, you know, I would start exercising a little at a time. I, did, I went, remember, I was in the beginner's little room at the YMCA, and they walked me through and they showed me how to use this very simple circuit of uh, stuff to exercise. You know, they didn't want you on the free weights or anything that you could get yourself in trouble, but they had this little side room. And I stayed in that side room a while trying to get up the gumption to go into the main room and start exercising. But I remember what happened. So I'd go exercise, right? I'd go through the circuit and I swam a little bit, just doing a little bit of stuff. And I was getting a little better shape, but I wasn't, it wasn't in great shape. I was just feeling a little bit better. And one day while I was still putting in some bad food, I went, what am I doing? I'm putting in now like close to an hour of exercise, like multiple times in a week. And then I'm going to eat and do it all away. So I got to start eating better. So I started eating better. So the scuba class, I wanted to be better in there. There was my linchpin habit. I wanted to do better in this one place. So I started exercising. That linchpin of exercising then led to the next one where I went, wow, I need to eat better. So I started eating better a little at a time, tried to change some habits, get rid of some sugar, get rid of soft drinks, things like that. And as I started getting better at that, I went, wow, you know what? If I'm going to eat well and exercise, I probably ought to rest my body a bit more. And so I started working on sleeping better, getting better sleep habits. And then I went, wow, you know what? It's hard to sleep when I'm all stressed out. So I started working on those stress habits. And little by little, the little habits were growing. And what I realized is they were growing on each other. Because the more rested I was, the less stressed I was, the more better eating I was, I was able to exercise more. And when I exercised more, I was more motivated to eat better. And when I ate better and exercised better, I was less stressed, which led to better sleep. And around and around it went until one day I found myself in pretty decent shape, eating pretty well, resting pretty well. What's your linchpin? The same thing is true in my life and my work. When I found the things that I really did well, then everything else kind of made sense around that. So what's your linchpin? What, what will be the changes that you make? What path will you take in this new year? Part of what we're here to do is to figure out how to shift to thrive. How to find a little more meaning in our life. And that's a little secret for you. When you find what makes sense to you, what makes things meaningful, it leverages other things. You know, one of the things that is true for me now is I feel like I, I want to make the world a better place than where I find it. And the way I make it a better place is, you know, through, through a podcast, through my coaching, through my work with people, through my writing I just try to bring that out. And in order to do that, I want to do it as long as possible. I want to be around to do that. And if I'm going to be around to do that, I better take care of myself. If I want to be here for my family, I better take care of myself. And so behind that linchpin is my meaning and my purpose, the place I want to make an impact in the world to make it a little bit different. Now, we don't have to all go, well, you know, Let's change the whole world to change our little part of the world. What little place can we leave it a little bit better? Imagine what would happen if that was our focus. Each of us went, how can I leave it a little bit better? I believe that's an innate part of each of us. I believe that's what is kind of wired into us as humans. You know, make it a little bit better.
that's in our DNA. Make it a little bit better. So how do we do that? Find your linchpin. Pick your word. It's a great place to start. What is your word for this year? What will be different this year because of one word that will guide you through this? My family's now done it for over a decade, and when I look at each of my words, I'm like, they're still important. At the end of the year, the word that I chose last year is not unimportant. It's just not where I'm going to lean into this year as much. So where would you lean this year? What's the word that will pull you through this year? Now, just a side note. I did say that I think one year from now we'll be at a very different place. That doesn't mean that January 1st, when 2021 comes, you know, there's so many uh, people talking about the end of 2020. Well, 2021, the beginning of it, it's not going to be better than the end of 2020. In fact, I think we're in for a few hard months as we get a foothold on this. And those few hard months are going to be tough and scary and disappointing. But what we got to remember is our hope is where we'll be months from now, not weeks from now. As the corner turns, we want to be ready to turn the corner with it. We want to be ready to move forward. There's nothing different from December 31st to January 1st. It's just a day on the calendar, but it's a big day in our own psychology of renewal. So let's pack up 2020. The places where there's been pain and hurt, let's, let's move beyond it. Let's begin to work to forgive that and move forward and anchor ourselves to where we want to be a year from now. What steps will you take? What habits will you bring with you? What are the linchpins that will turn it for you? Well, it's the end of the year. It's a good time for you to reflect a bit, to find a new place, and it's a good time for me to go finish my run. So, go build your thriving life. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.